Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, March 22nd. What a Monday in sports. I came off that NCAA tournament weekend thinking, all right, we'll talk a lot of tournament this week. I'm so geeked for the Sweet 16. Record scratch. Matt Ryan on the move from Atlanta to Indy. What's Atlanta going to do? Are they going to get Baker Mayfield? Nope. Marcus Mariota. LeBron. Monday night. Back in Cleveland. Huge game from LeBron. 76ers fans all up in my mentions Monday night about the chaos in Philly. No Harden. No Embiid. Sixers take down the heat. Oh, I mean, it was a great Monday in sports. Hope everybody had as good of a Monday as I did. It was it was pretty darn good. I got to say that. Um, but before I get to the biggest couple stories in sports, I got to say we got a great guest today. His name is Scoop. Brandon Robinson, you know him. I think we had him on last year or maybe year one of the pie. I don't even remember, but I've had him on my old radio show a bunch. He's a good dude, knows the NBA. We greatly disagree on the greatness of Kyrie Irving, and we spend, you know, a little, a little time on that. I'm not going to say it gets heated because, like, listen, he's a pretty chill guy. I'm pretty laid back. Y'all know that. No, I'm not laid back. I'm kind of, I want to be laid back, but I'm not as laid back as I like to think I am. And my friends who listen to this podcast, um, they like to remind me that uh, I, I'm not as laid back as I like to think I am. That being said, I think you'll enjoy the Kyrie Irving discussion, the LeBron discussion. And by the way, let me just quickly, before I get to the biggest NFL move, how about LeBron going back to Cleveland, dropping a 38-12-11 trip dub, Russell Westbrook a team high plus 23. He actually shot 50% from the field. Russ. And LeBron, of course, had the dunk of the night, arguably one of the best dunks of the season in the NBA, detonating on Kevin Love, his former teammate. Oh, hey, listen, it was it was a pretty great win for the Lakers. I know it's only the Cavs you say, well, listen, they're one of the top six seeds in the East. Okay, they're a pretty good team. And it was a nice win for the Lakers. They needed it because Portland refuses to go away. Portland picking up a nice win. I'll quickly just give some props. Yes, Sixers, nice job. 
I'll spin it with a negative tone just because I know that you guys will like that and react. So the guys who were kicking in for the Sixers were like Korkmaz. He had a bunch of threes. He, uh, Shake Milton, who basically will never play when Harden and Embiid are back. Tyrese Maxey, of course, had a monster game. Tobias Harris still kind of lost in the shuffle. Georges Niang had a good game. It was one of those games where the Heat are like, oh, you don't have your big stars. We'll take it easy on you. They're not locked in defensively. The Heat give up 15 threes. I mean, when Georges Niang and Korkmaz are splashing threes, it's like, come on. And I know that the Sixers fans will think that's a good win. And yes, for the record, it might be. But big picture, you're going to bring back two guys who eat up all the minutes and all the shots. And you're not always winning with them. By the way, you lost with them against Toronto the other night. So this let this idea that it's an incredible win, let's just pump the brakes. Big picture, I think these guys, Korkmaz, Maxi, Niang, they'll be like, hey, we can get it done. We can deliver. And they're not going to be getting the chance. And I wonder what chemistry's like. It's not like that's ever hardened, happened on a Harden team before, right? But the biggest story Monday in sports was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, who spent his entire career in Atlanta, within he came within a couple minutes of winning a Super Bowl, a couple plays really, when they gagged in the ultimate meltdown against the Patriots, up 28-3. Matt Ryan is going to Indy, and folks, I love this move. Everything about this move is incredible. Matt Ryan goes to a dome team, the one of the worst divisions in football. He's got arguably a top three offensive line in the sport. He's got maybe the best running back in the league, you know, a defense that's very good, and you know the Colts are winning that division. And no, I did not say that when they got Carson Wentz. I'm just not a believer, once again, in the Tennessee Titans. I think the Colts waltz to this division. We know the Texans are tanking. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. I picked them to win the division last year like a clown, and they made me look bad, but I'll just blame it on Urban Meyer, who I don't even know whether or not to believe that story in The Athletic about Urban Meyer did not know who Aaron Donald was and all this nonsense. Like, that seems unbelievable. He had to be joking. And one of the assistant coaches looking to smear Meyer further it made it seem like he didn't know who he was. Like, come on. Everybody knows who Aaron Donald is. If you're barely connected to football, you know who 99 is on the Rams. At any rate, I think the Colts are a slam dunk to win that division. This reminds me of two years ago when they got Phillip Rivers, who everybody thought was washed. Phillip Rivers comes in. You hand the ball off a lot. You make the throws to the tight ends. You've got Pittman across the middle. Paris Campbell, hopefully healthy this year. I think there's a lot to like about this team. They got Kiki Kuti, one of the all, uh, if you got a, an NFL all-name team, Kiki Kuti is probably your likely slot receiver. But there's a lot to like about this Colts team, and I just want to remind everybody, they're not playing the first-place schedule. That goes to the Titans. I want to remind everybody, while the AFC West cannibalizes itself, there's a chance someone else emerges and steals the number one seed. Oh, yeah, like the Tennessee Titans did last year. So I think the Colts have a legitimate shot to win this division and maybe, maybe get the number one seed. Now, Buffalo's probably going to have the inside track. Buffalo's loaded. We know that the Colts are not the best team in the AFC, but you don't have to be the best team to get home home field advantage. You just have to have the best record. Nobody thought the Titans were the best team last year. So there's a chance, again, the Chiefs ain't going to win 12, 13 games. That's not happening in that division. The Chargers, they're not winning 13 games. We know Russell Wilson's not doing that in year one with a new coach in Denver. And the Raiders have too many defensive problems to do that. So can the Colts, who, by the way, were really good last year, outside of a massive collapse in the final game against the pathetic Jaguars, they're a playoff team, right? And Carson Wentz is gone because of that. Now, I don't know that Matt Ryan can lead this team to a Super Bowl, but I think without question, they're a playoff team. Now, Marcus Mariota in Atlanta is interesting. Obviously, uh, the coach has a relationship with him from the days in Tennessee, but it really is interesting for Baker Mayfield. Guys, I don't. It, it's looking like the Browns are going to have nowhere to trade him, and the more likely option is the Browns are going to have to just simply cut Baker Mayfield. I mean, guys, he went from winning a playoff game and nearly beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead when Mahomes got hurt two years ago to being out of a job. That's a stunning fall. And frankly, I don't know if he really fits anywhere as a backup. Really? You never want the backup quarterback to be the most popular guy in town. Now, let's say you're Miami. You don't know if you fully believe in Tua. Do you bring in Baker Mayfield to push him? 
Well, who's the media going to go talk to after every practice? Who's going to be running their mouth a lot? I don't know that you need that if you're Miami. We know the Jets aren't touching Baker Mayfield, obviously. they don't. They, Zach Wilson's their guy. They'll sink or swim with him this year. And if he fails, you know what? They'll have another bite at the apple next year. I wonder if Washington has some buyer's remorse on Wentz. Again, I don't know that Wentz is better than Baker Mayfield at this stage. Do the Giants make a run at Baker to push Daniel Jones? Uh, Brian Dable, does he think he can fix Baker Mayfield? That That's potentially interesting. The Bears obviously not with uh, Justin Fields in the mix. I don't know that the Lions um, want Baker and Jared Goff. That doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Like, find me the team, the Carolina Panthers. You've got Sam, Bra- Sam Darnold. I mean, I know they don't love him. What are you doing bringing in Baker Mayfield? Like, is that, is that a move you want to make? Is Baker Mayfield going to play, you know, geographically in Carolina? I, I don't know. He's just such a rabble rouser. Like, if you're Seattle, you want to bottom out, struggle in the NFC West. You play the AFC West this year. Feasibly, you could lose all those games. And you win three games, and you're drafting first or second or third, and you got a shot at the kid Bryce Young out of Alabama. Or you got a shot at the Ohio State quarterback. And that's a better move than bringing in Baker Mayfield to try to win, what, five, six games? I mean, guys, look at the standings and tell me where Baker Mayfield fits. Then get back to me. But now it's time to get to our guest, Scoop Brandon Robinson. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, He knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy I've known for a while. You guys, if you follow the NBA, you probably know him dating back to, geez, he was like junior high, uh, young kid, and he started to blow up as like a reporter asking NBA players questions. Now he's one of us, a media brethren, uh, Instagram juggernaut, Scoop B, Brandon Robinson. How are you, man? Staying awake, staying alive, and uh, glad to be here with you, brother. Thank you for the opportunity to be myself. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I you know I'm big on the NCAA tournament. NBA kind of flow under the radar for the last four days, but a lot of crap's popping off. Um, you know, Lakers falling into 10th. You were at uh, LeBron's historic game. Uh, a lot of other stuff happening with your guy Kyrie Irving. I will preface this by saying, Brandon has known Kyrie for a long time. They are boys, regardless of what Brandon wants to reveal. They're friends, okay? And... I've had some critical stuff about Kyrie. Um, and we'll get into Kyrie a little later. I want to, uh, Brandon. I'll let you. Uh, let, let me ask you first. How is life being a big media guy now, working for a huge organization like Bally's? I'm just being myself, man. Um, I, I know my mom recently passed away uh, last month. And, oh, uh, when sorry. I, thank you, brother. When I when I would get out the car in the morning, uh, her or my stepfather would both say, before you get out the car, remember who you are and whose you are. Of course, my faith in Christ and all that is, is, is concerned. It, this this whole transition for me is great. Um, I'm paying off student loans regularly now, but more than anything else, I'm glad mm-hmm. to be in a space that I know that I deserve to be in. And um, more than anything else, I'm glad that I did it my way as an independent and transitioning into the machine. But I'm still doing some of the same, same things, just traveling a little more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you, you've been around. You've been in the league forever. I won't open with uh, LeBron or Jordan because we don't need to go there. Um, but uh, as someone who's covered the NBA, this is a weird season, right? I, I don't think anyone had the Memphis Grizzlies being second in the West with, you know, two weeks, three weeks left in the season. I don't think many people had the Minnesota Timberwolves top six in the West. I don't think a lot of people had the Bulls this high. Now, I was bullish on the Bulls. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers, like it's been a wonky season, right? Is that is that the best word for it or you got a better word? Um, I, I like wonky. Uh, it sounds like a word that Gonzo and Muppet Babies uses. Um, no, I, I think um, I, I think the, the Bulls portion of it, I was aware of. Um, I am very tied to the Bulls uh, because of brand partnerships that I do. But um, I know that, you know, the whole Lonzo Ball coming to Chicago was a thing for a while. Um, But I think the thing that kind of surprised many people um, was just how well they were able to do in such a short amount of time. I mean, this is a Bulls team that uh, Billy Donovan inherited last year and and, and really, I think, took his time as well as... um, 
uh, Arturo Karnasovas and some of the other guys that are within the Chicago Bulls brain trust. But the Memphis Grizzlies part, um, if you pay attention to basketball dating back to the playoffs last year, um, you you kind of saw their their um, their potential. Uh, John Morant to me um, really reminds me of what um, basketball players at the point guard position were about, a la Marbury, a la um, Allen Iverson, and are you seeing some D Rose in him? I do, but I think people called those guys ball hogs back then. They're celebrated now. Imagine if those guys played in this era, it'd be a different conversation. Um, and so when I look at John Morant, I think, and, and, and even Russell Westbrook, I think he's, he's, he's nice for a lot of reasons, but I, I think that, Oh boy, Russell Westbrook, you're really going there this early, huh? <laughs> I, I, it's afternoon on the East coast. You're, you're it's a little early in LA for you, but um, yes. I, I, I do think that when it's all said and done, though, specifically to your Memphis Grizzlies question, um, I like them because um, they are young guys uh, that are in a Western conference that in some respects is so wide open because of injuries. You look yeah. at Steph Curry now, who's who, you know, will be reevaluating uh-huh. about a week, week and a half. Um, you, you look at the Suns, who have been without Chris Paul for some time. This is time for, for, for John Moran and Jaron Jackson Jr. to really kick it into a high gear. And I'm also glad because you got a lot of young guys. I mean, you even yeah. look at your head coach, Taylor Jenkins. Did you know that he is the same age, 37, as LeBron James? <laughs> yeah, he also has uh, just a few more, a few fewer NBA playoff series victories, right? I think he's sit- currently sitting on zero. That's why I'm doubting your Memphis Grizzlies. Like, I know they're a great regular season story, but Scoop, let's be real. I don't know that this is a team that's going to go places in the playoffs. Um. Listen, um, I talked about my faith. People looked down on David and thought Goliath was the victor. And uh, he took that slingshot and he took it to the head. And uh, I, I think in this instance, when you look at uh, Memphis, I like them. I like their story. Um, but I do think when it's all said and done, um, you, the one thing that, I, that I'm a little um, cautious or hesitant about right now, when I saw how Steph Curry got hurt, his ankles previous to him winning multiple championships, his ankle was his Achilles heel. And I mean, I'm not trying to be funny when I say that. I think that um, I have questions about that and the the level of healing time it's going to take to get ready for the playoffs. One and mm-hmm. two, um, I do like the cohesion and and, and kind of the, the methodical way in which Monty Williams and this and the, the Suns are moving without Chris Paul, but I'm interested interested to see how it's all going to get back together when he comes back. Yeah, that'll be I mean, I think the Suns pretty clear favorites in the West, but I will say no Anthony Davis yet for the Lakers. Are you a believer that, you know, Lakers in the play in? Let's say they get the eight or seven. Are they beating with a healthy AD and a healthy LeBron? Could they beat either the Grizzlies or Suns? I mean, I I, 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 um, I was around AD on Saturday. I won't say what we talked about, but what I will say to you is this. The Lakers are still deciding on what exactly they're going to do. Um, oh, gosh. As it, as it, wait, wait, hold on. Time out. You're telling me that there's a chance he may not even play? The rest I'm of the not season. saying those, those. That's that's how you illustrated it. What I'm going to say. Well, wait. Well, okay. So, what do you mean? What what they're going to do? So he was on the court working out before the game on Saturday, um, and I can tell you that he feels good. It's a matter of whether or not they are going to wait till the end of the season or insert him in in the play and kind of like a Ben Simmons situation, whether or not they're going to kind of ease him in if there's a chance for the plan or if they're just going to they're going to wait until the actual plan and play him because um, he's getting better by the day. And that's the part that that in the puzzle, that's interesting. When you look at the Los Angeles Lakers this season, the thing that's kind of been troubling is the fact that when you have a healthy LeBron, AD's out. When AD's out, you don't have a healthy mm-hmm. LeBron. Imagine a world where those two guys can come together and play a tournament. It would really be a repeat of what happened last year when they made it to the play a tournament. I think that's the part people forget. They've been in this situation before. They can compete with the best teams yeah. in the Western Conference. They just dealt with injuries throughout the course of the right. season from and the again, beginning. Hmm? Yeah. You need to remind people that they were going to beat the Suns, by the way, in that series if AD doesn't go down. Up to one leading in game four. They were winning that series. We agree on that, right, Scoop? We do. We do agree. I think yeah, that okay. I think, but shoulda, coulda, woulda. If my aunt was my uncle, she'd uh, teach me about shaving. So, but uh, I, if I'm the Lakers, I, I have with the AD and, and LeBron, I have zero fear 
of no. the Grizz or, or even the Suns. That being said, uh, LeBron by himself will not. I don't think he's getting the Lakers out of the plan. No, not by himself. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because the Clippers could bring back Paul George. I see he uh, the reports today that he's playing four on four. Sounds like he's getting close. No, nothing on Kawhi. Nothing on Jamal Murray. But like, I don't know. There's some landmines in those plans. That's why the West is so kind of difficult. It's like that fifth cup of wine that sneaks up on you. Like you and the Grizzlies. Listen, man, the Grizzlies aren't afraid of the Lakers. Yeah. You got Desmond Bain talking trash, right? Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at the Lakers and you look at what's going on, you know, you talk to people within that organization, they say they say to me, you know, um, we've won before. Not too high, not too low. We're struggling now. That might not be the case next year. You know, just less than two years ago, they were the NBA's champs, but people always downplay the bubble and how difficult it was not to some folks. And, you know, they still did beat a competitive Miami Heat team that this season mm-hmm. is clicking in all cylinders. So I think it, I look at the Western Conference, I think prior to Steph getting hurt, everybody looked at the Warriors and the Suns as a, as a clear cut favorite. When you look at the Lakers going into the season, uh, I know a lot of people compared them to, you know, the 2004 Lakers with Carl Malone and Gary Payton. I, I, I don't think that's oh. fair only because from the beginning, we were dealing with COVID-19. From the beginning, we were dealing with injuries. From the beginning, we were dealing with gelling and lack of cohesion. And I think that when playoffs start, those guys have been tested in the playoffs individually. I still I still don't look past them. Yeah, it's tough to. So in the West, we would agree. Suns are the class. They are number two in offense, number three in defense. Only team in the league, top five in both, I believe. Oh, no, wait. Uh, well, no, Golden State has fallen out of the uh, top 10. It's three. For offense. Overall, yeah. it's three, right? Uh, overall, Golden State offensive efficiency, they've fallen to 13th. Without Draymond, they really took a hit for about two months there. I mean, they were winning games, but offensive efficiency, they fell. But defensively, they're still great. Uh, second in the league. Um, one more team in the West. Team I'm bullish on, Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. Currently fifth two games back of the four seed. I think they get by Utah in the first round. Then it gets interesting. How do you think Luka matches up with the Suns? I think they're both speedy teams that can play well in the half court, but also run out the gym and attract me uh, on the break. And I think the thing that's that's helped um, Dallas, and I've always felt this way about Dallas, as much as they depended so much on Luka Doncic as their point guard, I kind of like the fact that at times they're able to sag him off the ball and use Spencer Dinwiddie uh, as the playmaker, if you will. I mean, you saw him hit that big game winner against the Brooklyn yeah. the other night. Um, but when I when I look at the when I look at the overall picture of the Dallas Mavericks, Jason Kidd has done a hell of a job uh, in his first season as head coach of Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, he should have you know been a head coach a while ago. But because of those optics and things that are going on, I want to be sensitive to uh, women. And I have three sisters, so you know ultimately I understand the optics as it related to the Lakers. But he got his chance in Dallas, and um, I think playing along play or Luka Doncic playing for Jason Kidd has opened up so much. Um, for them. And I think overall, um, I think um, you you look at some of the other fixings that are on that roster. It's not just Luca that's doing it. It's other characters on that team that have been just phenomenal. So I do think that Utah and Dallas would be a good matchup because they're both two young teams that that people aren't paying attention to as they do uh, the, the Suns and the Warriors. But Luka Doncic is coming of age. Um, and I think, you know, it's interesting. His former teammate, Chris Dapps Porzingis, told me on Saturday that when LeBron James retires, Luca has the chance to be the face yeah. of the league. And I've, I, listen, I've been trying to tell people this; they just don't want to believe in Luca. You know, when I, when you when I went on Undisputed and said that, you know how much heat I took from the online whack jobs. You know, these people just freaked out. Like, are you kidding me? He hasn't won a playoff series. Scoop, true or false? When the Mavericks play the Jazz, the Mavericks will have the best player on the floor in Luca Doncic. True or false? <sighs> what, you got what do you think? Donovan Mitchell's better. I don't think Donovan Mitchell is better. I think they're two different players. And I, and I have right. Definitely. So I, I think when you look at what Luka Doncic does, I hate comparisons, but I get where you're going. I think Luka Doncic is one of the best, most complete players in the league Yeah. in a world where everybody looks at Harden, Ben Simmons, LeBron James. I would say he's the most complete player on the court yeah. as far as the, and then the, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say against the Suns again, Chris Paul's outstanding. Devin Booker is tremendous, but, the guy who makes the most difference in that game will be Luka Doncic. And I, I know people aren't going to want to hear it. They can beat the Suns. i just point out, they they lost to the Jazz twice earlier this year, two close games, but they didn't have Dinwiddie. 
they add Dinwiddie in the third meeting, mm-hmm. Mavericks win that. Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. Brunson, Luka, that triumvirate is very good. Then you toss in like Finney Smith. I, I'm bullish on the Mavs if you can't tell, Scoop. Maybe too much. You like the Mavs, and, and they're full of uh, brainiacs. And I'll add, you talk about Brunson. Did you know that his dad, uh, Rick, who's a retired yes. NBA player, is coaching Camden High School? He's actually coaching DeJuan Wagner Jr. Wagner's kid, yeah. Yeah, that, that's going to be a guy that's going to be a, a problem in the league moving forward. But as it relates specifically to your question about the Dallas Mavericks, man, oh, by the way, Camden did lose to Roselle Catholic in the New Jersey State Finals um, the other day. But – as it relates to Dallas Mavericks, what I will say is this, man. I think that um, these guys are like, they're they're like, I think they have a chance to be like the Bucks in the playoffs last year. If you let them hang mm. around, they'll snipe that ASS. <laughs> uh, by the way, how many for little Wagner? What year is he at, at, at Camden? I believe he's a junior. He and LeBron James Jr. or Bronny James are the same age. So next year is going to be a big year, their senior year in their respective schools. And I've been hearing around different places from from different people as it relates to Bronny James that there is some interest in potentially leaving Sierra Canyon and going to LeBron James's uh, St. Vincent St. Mary's High School in For- Cleveland his senior year. What? I've heard that from a couple different people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So if he would le- he would leave now, his dad's staying with the Lakers. Obviously, of course, he's gonna go to Ohio by himself. I've heard that there's interest in potentially making that happen for his. Wow, they, they fell in the uh, tournament. He out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched some of their. You can watch the games on YouTube. You know, he's a he's a good young player. Um, he, he you know he's not like one, two, or three option on that stacked team. I mean, they were one of the best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, let's not talk about LeBron's kid. He's too young. He's still a junior in high school. All right. I want to quickly pivot over to the East. Mm-hmm. Hottest team in the league. I think you and I would both agree Boston Celtics, correct? They're hot right now. They've, 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 the second half of the season has been there. The world has been their oyster. I mean, you're talking about a team that, that struggled ninth, 10th and, and have, have propelled last I checked all the way up to the fourth seed. You got to give credit where credit is due. Number one to their head coach, Ime Udoka. He's the flyest guy in the world because his his lady is Mia Long. I remember those episodes of Fresh Prince of oh, LA, man. Right. Yes, sir. Um, but, you know, as it relates specifically to the Celtics, Jason Tatum and, 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 and as well as Jalen um, have, have really come together and done what they needed to do. Defensively, you know where they stand with Marcus Smart. Um, but ultimately, I, I think they're, they're one of those teams that if you let them, if you sit around, you let them linger, they'll, they'll, they'll do what they have to do. So um, I do like the Boston Celtics. I think they're hot. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Who you got if the first round matchup happens? Celtics, Sixers. Now, we would need the Bulls to improve a little bit. I hope the Bulls don't match up with the Celtics. But I think Celtics take down the Sixers. It's a bad matchup. Philly has Harden and Embiid, and we'll drill down on them in a sec. But their wings can't match up with Tatum and Brown. It is a mismatch. And you know this is a wing league. It's not a big man league. I know that Jokic and Giannis and Embiid are good. It's a wing league still in the playoffs. Well, the thing that I that I liked about the Sixers pre-Harden trade uh, number one is their level of rallying together without Simmons there. And I think, but however, Tyrese Maxey was shining in those instances alongside Joel Embiid. What I have found in, just from, from watching uh, once Harden came in is I feel like at times um, Tobias Harris has not clicked on those cylinders. Oh, at times. You're so generous. Scoop. Come on. It's, Listen, it's a terrible fit for Tobias. It's, it's, it's an interesting fit. I also don't want to get no phone calls. So, I know. Oh, geez, I, Tobias Harris. <laughs> Got the rabbit ears, huh? But this is what I'll say. When I look at the 76ers um, at large, um, I, I do think that Harden, I watched them in person against the Bulls. I watched them in person against the Nets. The Bulls was a better showing, but they were hurt. The Bulls were hurt. You know, you, you were yeah. without Nikola Vucevic. You were without um, some of those other key pieces. And, and I think a, a healthy Sixers squad I think they gave up a lot in a trade with Brooklyn. And one of the, the key things that Harden does that helps is you draw the double and the triple team and you kick out, you kick out of the double and the triple team. And that's where you find Seth Curry. That's where you find Andre Drummond. And they gave up Drummond and they gave up Seth Curry. So, you know, when I look at the Sixers and I look at what they, how they match up against uh, Boston. Yeah. Tatum, Tatum can yam on them all day uh, as, as well as Jalen Brown. But um, I, I like the Sixers and a better matchup against a team like the Bulls because they're young. The Sixers mm. have been around for a while uh, and just adding hard into that puzzle. You know, you, you add a, 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 a less defensively uh, capable uh, Harden as in comparison mm. to Simmons. Uh, and, 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 but you get a guy who can score at will, uh, but go ahead. How's yeah. Hey, that's a great point you made. How, how is this for a mind bender? You said, you know, Celtics are young. Jason Tatum has been to more Eastern Conference Finals than Joel Embiid. Well, yeah, and I mean, in his rookie year, he was going toe to toe with LeBron. Right, Cavs. exactly. Right, and Embiid's never been. What's that? You ever see the movie Baby Boy? 
Um, I feel like I have, but not recently. Was, How good is it? I think it was a movie. I think it was Baby Boy and, and Omar Gooding was. Is it Tyrese? Yes, Tyrese. And it was some guys that at the end where they they were kicking over the garbage cans and they took off their belt. And Tyrese was about to hit the kid with the belt, like spank him. And, he, and the guy didn't flinch. And he said, you know, I like you. You got heart. The Celtics got heart, man. The Celtics got heart. And, and well, they're so uh, young doing yeah. it. You know, so so let me ask on, on Tatum. Not only does he have heart, I, I think he's the best one-on-one player in the league. I, I think he's the best one-on-one player since Kobe. And the reason people push back on Harden and Kyrie, like Tatum has a post game. You know that, right? Like you can dump it down. He's got the footwork down, the baseline turnaround, the drives, the up and unders. Like he's got all that, and he can get it at the three-point line and go to work or hit the three. And you know, Harden is not going to do you in the post. You can't say dump it down to Harden. He, that's not his game. He's an outside pick and roll kind of guy. Yeah. Kyrie, I think, is the only legit challenger to Tatum as the best one-on-one player in the league. Like, Luka's really skilled. And he, and he can he has a good post-up game. But again, I think just from a pure offensive standpoint, Tatum is unmatched right now in the league. See, I, I hate those Kobe comparisons, but I get where you're coming from because I remember for a while people were, were looking at Devin Booker and trying to compare him to, to Kobe. And then he kind of addressed that and said, no, I'm not like Kobe. I'm my own man. When you talk hmm. about Kyrie being um, the best uh, one-on-one, if not Tatum, um, I agree, but you're only Dylan at this point, you're only de- you've only seen Kyrie for half the season, but I'll add yeah. that there was a point where you looked at, Kai and you looked at Steph Curry and we just assumed that Kai was the best one-on-one point guard, the best scoring point guard. And then Kai got hurt in the finals. And then you had Steph Curry who, um, you know, won multiple finals. And so when you look at Tatum, I I think that's an interesting concept. I think that um, the post game that you speak of, I think, I think he's, I think he's well-versed and he's just so young. You know, I I think that when you look at Tatum and I think when you look at the Celtics, um, one of the reasons why I think, I'm happy that Kyrie sat out in the playoffs when Tatum was playing. It's because I don't think you would have seen his brilliance when the three of those guys, Tatum, Brown, hmm. Kai, were all playing together. And I don't think we'd be having this conversation in 2022 had that not taken its course in 2017, 2018. So I take my hat off to Tatum, and I like the way that the Celtics are getting it done this season with a new head coach, uh, a new front office, and um yeah, I, I, I can see your point of view. I, I'm going to watch a little bit more before I definitively say that, because as you were asking me, I was like, well, where does Devin Booker fit into this? But He's up there. Yeah. He's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, I, I, my only – it's not really an issue. It's that he, you know, he was great, but he couldn't – I don't think he could take Phoenix anywhere really until Chris Paul got there. And that's not a knock. He was a young guy. But I thought Tatum was the alpha, even though Isaiah Thomas was, I, I think, on all NBA that year. But Tatum has been—it's been his team since then. Yeah. Um. But at any rate, I, I did bring up Tatum to kind of slowly back into Kyrie. I, I knew what she was doing. I, I was okay. We're on the same change. page. We're on the same okay. page. So I had to pump up Kyrie a little bit. Now you said he's only played half the season. Mm-hmm. Scoop, I'll ask you this: That's because that's been his choice, right? I mean, if anything. I, I could argue that one of the reasons that James Harden wanted the hell out of there was because Kyrie wasn't willing to get vaccinated and play all the games. I can tell you that that's not the case. Could, could, could say more. Steve Nash and James Harden weren't getting along. So it, so Kyrie had nothing to do with it, you're saying? No. The two of them are cool. I can tell you that on record. The two of them are cool. The issue was Steve Nash and James Harden. And in turn, the fact that Kevin Durant basically was pushing the Nets management to make that trade for James Harden last season or right, you know, when the season was going on, that's kind of why they were on the outs because it made him look bad on his job. You go back and you look at Jared Allen, you go back and you look at Karis LeVert. Wait, 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 hold on. Durant pushing for the Harden trade made who look bad? Made Durant look bad to his employers because, because last year when James Harden was playing for that team, he was playing, even though Steve Nash was the head coach, he was playing within a Mike D'Antoni system. This was Houston all over again. Mm-hmm. This season, the playbook shifted much. That's not a Mike D'Antoni system anymore. Mike D'Antoni is, is now um, a consultant with the New Orleans Pelicans. If you remember, I broke that over the summer that he was having conversation. Pelicans really wanted him as a head coach two seasons ago. He and David Griffin go back. So as it relates specifically to the Nets this season, Nash and Harden were clashing 
a great deal. While Harden publicly was upset about the fact that Kyrie wasn't vaccinated, ultimately it was Nash and many things behind the scenes. That's interesting. Yes. Because there were reports that, I mean, not really reports, but like they straight up asked, hey, uh, or not asked, but Steve Nash essentially said, we're not trading James Harden. Did he not? He did. So was that just smokescreen BS? Now, I know uh, since Nash uh, has been called out for the whole, uh, yeah, we're going to see Ben Simmons soon. No, he just had an epidural shot or whatever it was. Um, but you, So you're saying no issues with Harden and Kyrie? No, none. I can tell you that. Interesting. How, uh, what do you think about Kyrie and, you know, Kevin Durant? And, you know, they got there, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kyrie, how many playoff games did he put? Was it three, four? Maybe five. Last season? But they won the first round series. Yes. He got, he got hurt. hurt what was that game four, game five? That he I, know, I think it was game three because they were up two nothing and yes. he gets hurt in game three. And yes. then it was, yeah. Yes. Um, what's the deal? I, and, and I know we can never really say what the deal is with injuries, but what do you think? Why Kyrie, for some reason, is always injured in the postseason. Yeah. If you go back to my reporting, um, although I have a relationship, I have a job to be honest. Yes. Um, and so what I'll say to you is that um, at the beginning of the season, I did a I did a segment at Bally where I said it's put up or shut up time for Kyrie, um, that this is the year vaccination injuries in the past. Nobody wants to hear that. And that and that winning cures all. And this was before he decided to come back. And ultimately um, him being back, I will say to you um, that one if you go back to my reporting, even about how things were going with his decision as to why he wanted to not take the vaccine, he doesn't really trust uh, Western medicine because of past issues as it relates to getting hurt in the finals. Um, even when he got that knee surgically repaired, they had to, in Boston, they had to surgically repair that screw um, that, that that was in his knee. And, and so I can tell you that even like his dad and, and his sisters and stuff like that and his family, they when they get headaches, they don't like taking aspirin. That's just something that that is just a family thing that I know for a fact. But I think ultimately when it comes down to his play style, I think he's one of the most dynamic players in the NBA. But injuries has always been his Achilles heel. And I think mm. that if the Nets do win this season or next season, um, I think a lot of the criticism that, that he gets um, kind of change a little bit. Like I think this season is more – to his speed than last season Hmm. because you added some pieces. You bring in LaMarcus Aldridge who retired last season. You, you have, who can help Blake Griffin at times he struggled in the post in the playoffs against Milwaukee. Um, I I think that, you know, you have questions about Joe Harris who hasn't played a lick. I think he's done for the year. I mean, you're right, but this is all about Kyrie, right? With him last year, they're Mm -hmm. obliterate the bucks twice Mm -hmm. up to nothing bucks end up winning the title, but come on, the Nets were the best team. So it comes back to Kyrie. Like, I mean, and James. I don't know. And James, because he got hurt within 33 seconds. James, what, James was one? hurt. He did play through. He did play through it. He like wasn't as effective, but he was good. And I think it was game seven, right? Or was it game six? It was six. He or played seven. It, it, that's fairly like well. a million years ago. But I remember he did come back, but he still wasn't 100 percent. He wasn't 100 percent, but he was good. But KD, listen, no, I don't think, you know, that's not a, a bad loss for, for Harden and Durant mm-hmm. um, give, without Kyrie. Because with him, you know, they're dominant, just like the Lakers with AD. But um, I, I do want to I don't know how to say this. Delicately, but I, I, uh, what is the deal with online love from NBA folks and these jabronis on NBA Twitter? Why do they love Kyrie Irving so much? It is weird, man. Scoop, if you if you were in a coma for ten years and you just woke up and you went on the internet and you were seeing watching a couple games and seeing the reaction, you would think Kyrie was the best point guard in the NBA. Um, you would think he's he's better than Curry. He's better than CP3. You would think he's amazing in the. And the fact is, he's been All NBA. Look at this, All NBA second team once, All NBA third team twice. Like he's a really good player. He had a great game, shot to beat the Warriors in the finals. But I mean, even even born, being on that top seventy five list over Clay Thompson is like kind of insane. He was on the list. They scratched him. He was on the original list. They scratched him. I'll tell you that. But you know, as, as it relates specifically to your question about the love. I think he is he is the new age version of an N1 mixtape that people <laughs> love. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I'm a child of the 90s. I was born in the 80s. But I, I remember 
Allen Iverson crossing people over yep. was worth more than Tim Duncan winning multiple championships. Um, I think I think nostalgia is in play here. I think that also um, Kyrie is, in some people's eyes, I believe the the bad boy of the NBA, so to speak, in that he is countercultural to what everybody else is doing, and he stands on it. And huh. that that is respectable to young people to be countercultural, um, but also his sneakers sell. He and Kate yes. sneakers have all these different colors in it. They're teammates. Uh, Kyrie is also, um, in many people's eyes, solid because he gives back to his community. Um, he's playing for the hometown team, so to speak. Um, he also, um, I, I know this is radio, he doesn't give a sugar honey iced tea in some aspects, but in actuality, he does. I think he sees the world, the, 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 the world bigger than just putting a basketball through a hoop. I think that he sees it from a lens of um, he, his family. Um, and I think he also has done a lot seen and unseen for people who are close to him. And I think those are the people who matter. Yeah. No, he definitely gives back a lot. You put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It almost sounds like he's maybe keeping it too real. Is that possible? Mm, I don't know if I would go with that. I, I think he's not like real stupid. You know, the joke, no, no, I keep it real stupid. I, I think we tried that with Allen Iverson. I think that we are in a, in a space now where Kyrie embodies Will Smith making it to the NBA. Uh, <laughs> Fresh Prince. I mean, you look at how he grew up. He grew up with, with uh, a couple pennies to rub together. Um, he, he is being himself. He's being creative. And I think more than anything else, I think that that is endearing to people. I also think that with the mandates in New York City, people are now questioning, is it fair um, that you can sit courtside from a game, but you can't sit with your teammates, but you can play on the road. But then the team is fined 50000 for bringing him into the locker room. New York and L.A. are just very different. And that's the team he chose. And I also think you got to remember this. This is not a a a jail sentence, this is just a rule to, to, to play in the game. He did not follow that rule. And, and, and this is, a, I think, a moment for young people that just because you are a star doesn't mean you can necessarily get star treatment all the time. And I think that in this instance, a rule is a rule and you have to follow it. And I guess some people feel like rules are made to be broken. I think in the case of Mayor Eric Adams, he also comes from a law enforcement background. And if you just let Kyrie play, um, mm-hmm. you're going to make a lot of police officers ang- angry. And so I, I think in this instance with Kai, I think he is maybe just keep endearing and, and, and a lot of people respect it. But I just think that um, COVID is just a, an interesting an interesting thing. I don't report the weather and, I, and I'm not in science, but um, I, I think there's a lot of layers that go into this whole thing. Oh, you really? You're not uh, looking into science and biology? I thought that was like your part-time job there. Man, I'm the worst. I, I, I was the worst uh, science student uh, in high school. I had to take uh, I had to take physical science like two times. Once in Ooh. class, failed it, failed it in summer school, and then had to take it again in, so- in my sophomore year. Oof. I can count right. money. I can, I can, I know history, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll wrap up with this. Um, give me your your first team All NBA. Um, wow. Uh, center is the toughest one, right? So center would be Embiid. Over Jokic. Yes. Ooh, interesting. Um, I, I, I'll be honest. That's, that's a mild surprise to me. I go Jokic. Small forward would be Kevin Durant. Okay. Point guard. Interesting. Would be. John Morant. <laughs> oh boy. Spicy. Shooting guard. You got me thinking because cause there's we are positionless, but I it should just be two guards, two forwards in a center, right? I, yeah. Um old boy from Chicago. De- DeRozan oh. is the shooting guard. Oh my goodness! Oh. Okay, so then your other forward is. I'm assuming Giannis. He'd have to be, even though I look at him as a three. Giannis would be the power forward. Interesting. A couple. So quick couple counters. No Luka Doncic on the first team. He's the only one of those guys who's not playing with another All Star. Actually, I believe Jokic. Was Aaron Gordon never an All Star? I, I don't know if Aaron was. Gordon was an All Star. No. Okay, so that would mean uh, Luca's the only guy without an All Star. Uh, Luca's at twenty nine, uh, nine and eight. Um, Kevin Durant hasn't even played enough games to register for among the leading scorers in the league. He has played below the minimum, so I'm shocked you went KD over LeBron. Yes, I would say right now KD's a 
phenomenal player, obviously, but I got LeBron in there. I don't know how you don't. I, that's a stunner to me. And then I guess I can understand some of the John ja Morant love, but I thought Curry would have been everybody's point guard. Now the injury, and if he doesn't yes. play again, only 64 games, you know, John ja Morant, obviously, John ja Morant missed some time, but he'll play over 64. People's games. attention spans go into that as well as, <sighs> as well as the amount of, eyes that he gets on social media he has like a half that shouldn't of, matter that, that's that's how these guys are voting now so when you look at john Morant and you look at what he did during that stretch run where he was doing what he was doing he got a half a billion views on so on all twitter and instagram platforms right. i know i i saw that list but curry was still number one he because was. you know the three-point record and all he that was. craziness but it, but um, i think it but i think like you said it depends on how long he's out but I think he his body of work and what he's done so far this season, I think he I think he definitely um, is in the conversation of the people who vote. Um, I just mm. like John Morant. I, I want to see something different. I want to see something young, and um, you know that that that's my opinion. But I have to give credit to Steph Curry, mm. and I have to give credit to LeBron James. LeBron James, you know, not only did he break the record, he's been doing it. Uh, for so long, and I think he's undervalued. And, and really, and there's many years he's been slighted as the league's MVP. Yeah, 100%. Um, we'll wrap up with LeBron since you brought him up. Uh, he's currently tied with Embiid for the scoring lead. He, at the age of, what is he, 37 now? 37. He is averaging 37 minutes per game, fourth in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's tied for the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. Does this season do anything to sway you in the GOAT discussion? And, and I'm on record as saying once he won the title with the Lakers, three titles, three different teams, he became the GOAT. Um, everything he does after that to me is gravy. But does this season do anything for you in that discussion? By the time Jordan was 37, I think he had already quit twice. No. Hmm. No. But so I, can he? Can, can, what can he do, if anything? I think that LeBron James is this generation's GOAT. LeBron, Michael Jordan was my generation and your generation's GOAT. LeBron James is this generation's Michael Jordan. At the end of the day, I think LeBron is LeBron. Michael is Michael. Oh, and I, and I, what a fence-sitting cop-out. I mean, that's a fair. No, that's a, but, but, no, nothing but, wrong with that. But here's the thing. If Michael Jordan is the gold standard for winning and success, I also feel like this. I feel like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is often slighted. And there's a reason why Kareem, not only just being a Laker, known as a Laker more than he was as Lou Alcindor with the Bucks, I believe that people slight him. And I think I think that as, as much love and as much credit as people give Tom Brady for being who he is, mm-hmm. Kareem was that before Brady. Yeah, I, I, I guess the only counter would be, you know, be, by the way, gold standard for winning. I, what, because he went 6-0 in the finals? I think more impressive is LeBron, wherever he goes, he wins. That's almost impossible to sure. do. Like, anywhere he goes, he's just going to win. Um, but I, Jabbar's tough. Like, he was so much bigger than everyone that they, didn't they outlaw the dunk when he was at UCLA? And, and centers just aren't as sexy as shooting guards and small forwards. Yeah, I mean, now he was just, utterly dominant. Yeah, yeah w- One of my favorite players of, of all time. I, I kind of grew up when he was at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. And I missed his dominance. But, like, he was just so much bigger than everyone. It's I, not like there was 10 seven-footers in the league in 1974 or whatever, right? Listen, 1977. The fact that we have to constantly argue about the, the force, the argument that LeBron is the GOAT shows you that Michael's still the GOAT. Because if you're the GOAT, you don't have to force it and give arguments. No, come on. I believe, really? I, yes, I believe that. Michael Jordan was doing, was the premier shooting guard, was the premier swingman that was prototyped and copied. Penny Hardaway watched Michael. Kenny, uh, Kobe Bryant watched Michael. LeBron watched Michael. I don't think that the LeBron-Michael comparison is a fair comparison because when I look at LeBron, I look at LeBron more as a, a more polished magic or Oscar right. Robertson than I do Michael. I, I looked at I looked at Kobe and Michael as more of a of a of as an applicable comparison. But Kobe don't, don't defend that. himself though. Yeah, I mean, I would agree that, uh, you know, obviously LeBron, it reminds people of Magic, but Magic was not super athletic. That's why I said a more polished version. He's a piece of, he, to me, when I look at, when I look at LeBron, I feel like as much as people 
idolized Michael in their day, like my age group, me and LeBron the same age, cats were looking at Scotty and Penny because of their level of cool and being a 6'8", 6'9", point forward. The, the sneakers were stylish, the way he wore his socks and he wore his shorts. I just think Michael gets the attention because obviously Scotty is next to Michael. Scotty was just as dope in the How, how's, style. Huh? How's this counter? People all want to duplicate what MJ did because it's duplicatable. Mm -hmm. That's not even a word, but you know what I'm saying. You can't duplicate 6'8", 260 with the speed of John Wall and the body of Carl Malone. That's impossible. He's an escalator. cannot do that. that. And that, to me, is another reason that he's the GOAT. Like, you, what he's done is imp it's similar to uh, the Jabbar thing. Like, Jabbar was just so much bigger. Well, LeBron's stronger and faster. And now Giannis, uh, in all honesty, Giannis, he won't win the MVP this year. He's already got two MVPs, mm -hmm. right? He's on track to win it, three, four, maybe five MVPs. I don't know. And when you think about it, Scoop, like Giannis eventually is going to be one of these top 15 players all time. Yes. Like we know Curry's there. LeBron's obviously there. Kobe's there. Durant probably there. I think Durant, you know, I, I think that he's got a decent case to be top 10 by the time he's done. But Giannis is headed there. People aren't going to like it because, again, you can't duplicate 6'11", get from half court to the rim in, what, two dribbles, three dribbles? Yeah, but I also think when you look at guys like Kevin Garnett and you look at guys like Kevin Durant, they made 6'11 moving like guards cool. When I look at when I look at when I look at James Harden, I'm not comparing them, but Tracy McGrady made six eight point guard or playmaking ability look cool. Yeah. Um when I look at when I look at Giannis, number one, my nephew thinks his sneakers are uncomfortable, but aside from that, <laughs> I like him. I didn't even know Giannis had sneakers. What, what's the brand? Uh, what you say? What brand is uh, Giannis? Nike. Nike. Oh, um, but 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 when I look at him as a player, I think the thing that makes him so alluring and kind of interesting is he kind of did it his way without kissing a bunch of butt. Or like a lot of those guys that are his peers don't revere him the same way they revere LeBron. They don't revere him the same way that they revere Steph Curry. And I think part of it is there's a cultural gap. I also think it's because he plays at a small market. I also think it's because he didn't do it the buddy ball AAU sort of way. He wow. did it straight from the muscle. And he did it yeah, by calling the Bucks bluff because the Miami thing was a, was a realistic conversation. But ultimately, he gave them an ultimatum. You get me a James Harden, a Chris Paul, or Drew Holiday, or I may walk. Oh, okay. So first of all, Scoop, again, Giannis only has the title last year mm -hmm. because Kyrie even got hurt. That's it. It's like with the Raptors. Like, nobody even really thinks that they won the championship that year. I know it really happened, but if KD and Clay are playing, what is that, 4-0, 4-1? Mm -hmm. Come on, right? So, uh, it, like— I would not be surprised if Giannis never won a chip. But the, here's the thing. Another one. He, I don't think he's going to get another one. 20 years from now, we're not talking about that. We're talking about that now the same way that I, yes, feel, that, that's I, feel, also like, true. I feel like the same argument could have been made about the Rockets in 94, 95. They always say. But well, they won two, though. That, but yeah, but in 94, Michael was playing baseball. In 95, Michael did lose in the semis, though, to the Magic. They won. So which means that should have, could have, would have, would have been more of an argument in 94 when they played the Knicks. 95, they play it all I, mean, again, I, I I would be with you if it was just one, but they okay. won two. Like, you know, like that's, it's like the whole KD thing. Like KD was riding shotgun to Curry. No, he won finals MVPs twice. That's not, that's not factual. In like, 20 years, we're not, our kids, our kids and our kids' kids are going to just look at the record book the same way we looked at our parents' record book when the Lakers and the Celtics won over. We don't care if Dennis Johnson played or didn't play. We don't care if Robert Parrish played or didn't play. You know, we know that Magic Johnson is 79 when he came, or in 1980, when Kareem got hurt, we know that he played center and they won. But do many people who are not basketball savants like ourselves know what the Lakers season was like that year? All we yeah. know is the Lakers won that year. That's fair. All we know is, like, you know, all these titles, LeBron, uh, Jordan won. It was after well, he won one against Magic. Then Magic, you know, left the league. Magic and was old. Back was broken, and <laughs> the Pistons, the Pistons got you know got old after beating up on Jordan. And he, you know, the expansion era in the nineties. But I don't, I can't go into all that. We've taken you too long, Scoop. Uh, obviously, we'll have you back. Uh, love, love chatting up the NBA. And uh, you, you want to plug any of your uh, many 
many jobs on here? <laughs> um, Bally Sports is where you can find everything that I have going on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop B. Um, you got a lot of IG followers, man. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, listen, I mean, I work- you, but you you grew up with Instagram, right? Like you were in high school and you had an account or something. Bless you, brother. I'm I'm not that young. Um, I got <laughs> I got an Instagram in 2012 or 2013. You get tagged in a whole bunch of posts for breaking stuff. And then mm. I remember like Thanksgiving weekend, one weekend I broke something. I had like 4,000 followers. By that Monday after Thanksgiving, I was up to 9,000. And it just kept just from some, uh, Wow. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, continued success, Scoop, and uh, keep up the good work. Brother, thank you for, again for the opportunity to be myself. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.